Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hell? Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. It's about that time of year again. Wrestling Audio back on the road. Our next stop going to be at Wizard World St. Louis. You can see us live as we uh gonna prep you for the NXT TakeOver event WrestleMania weekend. I am Mode Lightning, he is balls. So what's what's going on with our panel, man? Uh so it'll be Friday. Um WrestleMania or Wizard World St. Louis is over WrestleMania weekend. So I thought it would be awesome. What we'll do is you and I will hang out, do our panel before the NXT TakeOver. Whether we predict it, I guess, will kind of depend on you. It depends on who comes in, what everyone wants to talk about. We can talk about whatever wrestling-related we want to. But And then hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll go from our panel and do a screening of NXT TakeOver New York live from... The panel room that we're in so i think it has the potential to be pretty awesome some live commentary of the yeah. event you know we like to call it the night of a thousand tweets whenever we <laughs> uh take over and uh well not just take over take over but when we <laughs> we go on social and just start yammering out whatever's on our minds the stuff that uh, excites us the things that confuse us uh, and to be able to do it with a live studio audience, so to speak, could be uh, an absolute blast. So hopefully if you're in or around the Midwest and you want to join us, that is the Friday of WrestleMania weekend, April 5th, I believe is yeah. the date. Uh, we can actually save you uh, some some money on admission. Yeah. If you do want to go, uh, use code Wrestling Audio Gets you 20% yeah. off your tickets to come see us. Come see us. And, I mean, if you stay for Saturday, Jason Momoa will be there. But more importantly, we'll be there. Yeah. Wrestling audio could save you 20% on tickets. If you show up, maybe I'll wear 20% less clothing. Ooh. Or, conversely, I'll wear 20% more clothing. Whatever you want. Whatever's going to get you out to the event. That might be worth it. (laughs) And and it is looking like, uh, obviously, every NXT TakeOver event is great. We love talking about it here on the Low Blow, uh, but WrestleMania weekend, it's a step above, and uh, we're we're recording this show as NXT is taping the rest of their episodes before, uh, before we get to April, and let's just say Johnny Gargano still going to be in that title picture, even though Champa is injured, uh, but he's going to be taking on another somebody in, we don't want to give spoilers right now, but yeah. holy crap, I'm excited for this match. Oh, I think it's going to be a fantastic match. So that alone in the on the TakeOver card is going to be outstanding. I know we're dancing around the <laughs> name here, but you know they're going to go above and beyond. It makes you wonder, though, since uh, since we know that Gargano and Ciampa were seemingly going to go at it again uh, at the mm-hmm. biggest NXT event of the year, what, what gimmicks are left for them to even to have? I don't know. And it makes you wonder, like, if Gargano was supposed to be on the main roster, you you would think him winning this title is a foregone conclusion, but I don't know that I'm so sure right now. Like, maybe he's just in this to finish the storyline, and then he goes on to the main roster, and then the person he's wrestling 
remains NXT world champion. It's very possible. It's it's very possible. I, I would I would find it to be a little disappointing personally if if Gargano officially moves up to the main roster, Raw or SmackDown or both, whatever, and and he never won the NXT world title. No, I agree with you. Um it almost seems like he would win, have a thank you, and then vacate it almost. The WWE would go that route, uh, as underwhelming as that may be for the challenger coming up a takeover, but yeah. uh but at the same time, you know, some of the greats never got to hold world titles or NXT is just a stepping stone for hopefully Gargano and everybody else's next step of greatness. So maybe in hindsight, it won't be a big deal. But right now, it seems like there's nobody more deserving. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, it definitely seems like the storylines were building to Gargano finally overcoming that hump after two years of on and off feuding with Champa, uh, maybe even three years, however you want to look at it. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot like the old ECW with Tommy Dreamer finally getting that victory over Raven after so long of losing. You know, that's that feel-good moment. But now we're not going to get that in NXT. Do you still give him that, that glory or do you just move on with your next champion? We'll find out in what, four weeks, five weeks? I think it's, yeah, about four weeks. It's pretty close. But anyway, uh, stay attuned with our socials at Wrestling Audio, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them to... To, to get all the details, the when, the where, like what room we're going to be in and all that mm-hmm. stuff for Wizard World St. Louis. Fastlane was this past weekend. Did you watch it? I don't remember. <laughs> I know you were you were wrapping up a yeah. show during the You're live right. feed You're of it. Right. I don't know if you ever went back to it. No, I did not. Um, I was paying attention. I was trying to read stuff as it happened. And I had a buddy who was sending me texts live along with photos um, of the show. But no, I did not actually go back and rewatch Fastlane. And it really kind of sucked for you as well because you were in the town. Like you, you were in one convention center and you could hear the cheers from across the street. That's pretty much basically it. Correct. The guy who was helping <laughs> me all weekend was like, hey, man, I got to leave at 545. I have tickets for Fastlane. And I'm like, I hate you so much right now <laughs> i'm gonna let you leave and then my boss was like do you have tickets for fast light i was like no no i do not <laughs> i mean you probably could have if you would have asked but then that still would have screwed over your department and it just yes for sure wouldn't have worked out but it does suck that you had to miss it uh fast lane was was definitely more interesting than i expected more twists and turns than yes. i expected if nothing else elias got to play music <laughs> that was huge a couple times even uh that was that was pretty massive but yeah wwe realized that they had to do something that card was maybe a little too predictable uh with yeah. where things were going so they, they definitely had some fun with it some fun pissing off fans because that certainly happened especially with kofi kingston in the bar situation i know uh our own dangerous dave has a show that's going to be posted here in the next few days that uh his spare change is going to kind of question that that move good or bad but fastlane was better than i expected in my opinion um i don't know what that what that means if i just went in with low enough expectations or if wwe just did a good job surprising me maybe both maybe both i mean i thought i paid attention to the pay-per-view and even watching smackdown i saw stuff pop up that i didn't hell smackdown starts 
with Shane McMahon in the ring after a heel turn on The Miz. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> your, like, your buddy uh, apparently failed you on that one because, yeah, he talked. Uh, he did us right in front of the Miz's dad. and Yeah. Yeah, like Mrs. Dad always looking drunk and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah exactly. Uh, and then SmackDown with the Best of the World trophy, so mm-hmm. at least they're following up on stuff. But yeah, your thoughts on Fastlane very much welcome at the socials we mentioned a moment ago. Let's move on to the Monday Night Show full high low recap with your raw recap. And they wanted to go out on their own terms, not, not like, like this. The highs and lows of Monday Night. Amazing killer through the it's time for your Raw Recap. Six highs, six lows for a three-hour program. Did you watch Raw? Um, I did watch most of it, yes. <laughs> okay. At least you remember some of it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so uh, we'll start with the highlights. Typically more fun. I do have a middle one that I'm undecided ooh, about, so ooh, maybe, ooh. Balls, you can help me out with this decision. Yeah. But we'll start with the, the highlights. And this is, admittedly, this is a little bit of a cheat, Okay. Bear with me. This is this is my show, goddamn it, so I can do what I want. <laughs> Being Tyler Breeze. And the reason I say that is because the WWE main event tapings happened before Raw, and I'm reading them during Raw, and Tyler Breeze got to beat a former Impact World Champion. <laughs> that being EC3, which could be a low light in itself of, holy crap, you got called up from NXT to lose to Tyler Breeze. Yes, you did. To, to, to not speak on TV for weeks, finally doing so, trying to hit on Mandy Rose in front of Sonya Deville on the Fastlane kickoff show, <laughs> to then lose the next night of tapings to Prince Pretty. Uh, I, feel, wow. I mean, I feel legitimately bad for EC3. Like, is he getting punished? Or, you know, it's like, hey, NXT, give us your four best guys, because the last crop you gave us, we don't really like. We like, we like the blonde <laughs> chick, we like her, and then we like the rednecks, but the others, eh. <laughs> it's pretty much true. Like, how does Vince not understand the newest narcissistic gimmick? <laughs> he's a big dude, he's built, he's stacked, he's yep. tan, uh, the guy can talk on the mic, the guy can wrestle. Why oh. is Vince not getting him? Oh, I don't know. He probably doesn't even know he's on the roster. Maybe. Maybe it's just, it's just so odd. Like we, we've questioned the Tyler Breeze stuff in the past, yeah. with the selfie stick and all right, he's a smaller guy. Maybe just doesn't understand technology, but EC3 is old school narcissistic right there that you think he would be holding both world titles right now. <laughs> you would think so. He's, and he, he was the guy who I didn't think got a fair shake on NXT because he was so gimmick driven. I thought he was perfect for raw. Like, yeah, I thought he'd be great. And no, I mean, he still might, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. yeah, WWE failing the EC3 gimmick, but still trying with No Way Jose. Yeah. With now, like, Naomi's hair, like he has like bright green, like permed hair. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah, it's just like, okay, we're going to keep, uh, we can't believe it. The fans just don't connect with No Way Jose, but EC3 has proven, hey, this guy could go. He can, get, <laughs> he can go toe-to-toe with some really big hitters, but eh, no, we do, we just don't understand him loving himself. No, no. Nobody's ever done that before. We need need, <laughs> we need another Lex Luger in the company, damn it. <laughs> Not realizing they have one. Number five would be the uh, the quote 
from Paul Heyman. There's no booing when Paul Heyman is on the mic. Ah. Uh, oh, that so quote good. made me lol, laugh out loud. But the uh, <laughs> the rest of the promo from Heyman side of things actually disappointed me, frustrated me. Really? With Ooh. Seth Rollins pointing out the, you know, oh, Brock seems to have problems with guys like me, guys my yeah, size, yeah. Daniel Bryan, da-da-da. And, and so Paul Heyman's going the whole... Well, we had no time to prepare. We had no time. Like some days, there was six days to prepare, twelve days to prepare. Da, da, da. But he never once pointed out that Brock still won. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the easiest thing to say. You like, want to build sympathy, and you really want to do David versus Goliath. If you do plan on De- uh, David winning this time, uh, then that's how you do it, right there, by saying, "Oh yeah, this is what Brock can do on six days' notice. He's had months to prepare for you. This will be nothing." Yeah. But they're not going that route. And that just frustrates. They made Heyman stammer on the mic or he chose to or whatever. It's just, it was odd. It was a frustrating promo, in my opinion. I agree wasn't, with you. wasn't bad. It, it sells the feud. So it's still a highlight. But it just seems like that's that was a missing piece. And who knows? Maybe that's still coming. But it just that seemed like that that was the natural answer for Heyman that he didn't take. No, I agree with you totally. That, yeah. yeah. It could have been so much better. But but related to the, the Heyman back and forth and whatnot, number four highlight would be Shelton freaking Benjamin. <laughs> First time I saw that, I was like, does the brand split mean nothing? Well, it doesn't, but but yeah. it's a legit question. Uh, but it made sense why Shelton was the choice. Like It didn't click in my head right away. But when they came back from commercial or whatever and they're wrestling, I'm like, oh, yeah, they got a background. And then Paul Heyman on commentary, they have a background. And then I'm seeing him do all of Brock's moves. I'm like, why didn't they actually do this like three years ago? <laughs> Maybe two years ago when Shelton yeah, was brought back Shelton and they had back? nothing for yeah. him. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Better late than never. Uh, I, I, the part of me also considered putting that on the low light list that Seth had that much trouble with Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> who has not been made to be credible in six months at least, and that's probably being kind. At least, yeah. Uh, but but it was a good back-and-forth match, and I'm not going to complain about that. So, No, it was good. Uh, number three highlight, this is a split highlight, number three would be Batista's coat, <laughs> his suit jacket, and Batista and his, his suit jacket obviously having a lot of fun with this heel roll. <laughs> you could tell, yeah. Uh, Give it to me. Give it to I, me. I'm not giving the entire promo a highlight because Triple H is like, I'm not giving that to you. I'm not giving that to you. Okay, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> I'm not giving it. Give it to me. And you're all going, were you expecting the gravitas of it, though? Where it was like, give it to me. Thank you. My <laughs> final match. And you're like, wait. Was the whole crowd supposed to know that? this was going to be your final match when, when, when you accepted it, like, you know what I want. Give it to me. You know, this, this is, this is my Roman Reigns cancer scare where, where I (laughs) doubt where, where I doubt how legitimate is this final match title. Like I didn't doubt the Roman Reigns thing, but the amount of people that did shocked me. But like with us having uh, our Olympic hero, uh, having his last match at WrestleMania and now Batista, like one of those isn't going to stick. <laughs> I just, I just can't believe that. Um, although it's kind of cool. Batista's reasoning is like, I want to go out in my own terms. I want to go out. Yeah. 
knowing I'm going out. So, you know, but but he's having yeah. fun with it. Triple H gets to be a face that we actually sympathize with. Yeah, and man, I was, you know, they called him something. They made fun of Batista for being a movie star or whatever. I loved Batista's logic of I did it to get as far away from you as possible. Yeah. And I, I God, if someone doesn't mention Blade Trinity during this, I'm going to be really upset. Or the or the chaperone. Yeah, I don't see them attacking WWE actual movies. Oh, oh, I do. <laughs> oh, I do. Give it. We got we got a month till WrestleMania. Somebody is going to bring up the chaperone. Damn it. <laughs> well, I hope so. And then but, maybe that's when they lead to Blade Trinity. Yeah. And then Batista points out, hey, look at me. I, uh, I'm i a guardian of the galaxy. I can turn invisible when I want to. I'm a Bond <laughs> villain, and I'm a kickboxer champion. Yeah. And Triple H calling the security guards the guardians of the independent scene made me – I did laugh at that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, I don't know if I quite agree, but it was funny. I mean, it's – Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, mean, it, I don't know if it makes sense. You know, but, that, that reality, that reality back and forth was not quite the reality back and forth that you had on your show that I have no doubt is on your highlight list. Oh, yes. <laughs> Number two highlight for Monday Night Raw. Uh, Rhonda is a much better heel than face. Oh, yeah. Like, she's having fun with this as well. Maybe she, you know, you're told to go with it. I don't know if she's writing her own material, if she's being led. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> she she obviously is a much better heel, which really she was this cocky uh, UFC women's champion. Yeah, she had a rough go at the end, but she became a household name because she was a badass. This is now living up to that. Yes. Uh, so so I like it. People are still going to bitch in my. She's one of those people that no matter what she does, it's going to take her a long time to finally gain some people's respect, internet fans' respect. Uh, so her promo's too fast. Oh, who cares? I'd much rather a too fast promo than a too slow one. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Get in and out. That's fine. Uh, rather than 10 minutes of just dragging on. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. And then uh, the number one highlight for Monday Night Raw this week would be uh, Dean Ambrose really, really making Drew McIntyre look like a million bucks on his way out. Oh, yeah, he did. It, it really felt like a heated brawl, even though there really yes. shouldn't be heat between them. It felt like there was. And then that Claymore kick at the end was outstanding. Oh, yeah, where he was stuck in the step, like, I don't even know, the railing piece. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. And it's a good way to make Drew look like a threat going into Roman Reigns. So Roman, you know, there's going to be a lot of us still chewing, uh, cheering, rather, Drew McIntyre, chewing Drew. I was yeah. combining cheering and Drew to chewing. Um, a lot of us chewing. are going to chew uh, uh, Dreer McIntyre. And um, I was just trying to think <laughs> of what that com combined words were. <sighs> Anyway, it, uh, it'll be fun. We're going to cheer Drew, but the majority of people are going to want to see Roman get this victory. And the stronger the opponent, the better, you know? Yes. And without Brock being that guy, this really is the next best option. No, yeah. It set up a, a really nice feud for Roman and or a match between Roman and Drew at WrestleMania easily. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's a good marquee match for both of them. Good return for Roman, but mm -hmm. it's a solid one for Drew. This is going to be Drew's best spot on a WrestleMania card to date. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, working with Roman at WrestleMania is is going to be uh, a big thing for, for anybody whoa, who's whoa, not. Whoa. 
already an established main eventer, you know? You mean you mean that time he tagged with like Elijah Burke and Marcus Corvon? <laughs> Ooh, don't you be and, and Kevin Thorne. Yeah, don't you be disrespecting the pounds. <laughs> the pounds. Period. Uh, thank you I for don't... giving me a reason to do that, by the way. <laughs> Middle Light. W Originals? Yeah, yes, yes. Originals. Yep, yes. you're okay. right. You're right. Um, Greg gave us a review. Apparently, there's a documentary on the network now of the WWECW brand. Why? Was it Greg's documentary? Who made this documentary? WWE made this documentary. And Greg oh, watched okay. it and gave us a review of it. So oh, okay. this is not the first bad mention of some of these characters this week. <laughs> right or wrong, I don't know. Yeah. Middle light. Balls, help me help me decide if I like this or not. Alistair okay. Black and Ricochet had matching attire. Like, it wasn't matching matching, but they had the same color scheme going on. Uh, and it wasn't like, oh, they're both wearing black. No, it was black and a very distinct yellow that they both had matching shades. Which I, I'm torn because uh, it's a tag team that is coordinating. I like that. I've always liked that. Yes, I, I agree with you. I, I'm. I don't but know these guys shouldn't be, be a team. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is I don't know that I can help you with this because I think I'm torn now too. <laughs> I, I I like that they're coordinating, but I don't like that they're together in general. I love that they're taking this seriously, but I hate that the people above them are taking this seriously. There's multiple things about it I don't like. I don't like that they can't decide what show they're on. There's that too. <laughs> I don't like that at some point Vince McMahon looked at this guy as a just hardcore loner and went, you know what you need? A hyper tag team partner. You guys will be best buds and you can have matching attire. That'll click with the audience. That'll and thankfully, because they're good enough, it is yeah. clicking with the audience, but... Not for personality. Alistair Black is not getting over on personality right now. No, no. Yeah, but when I saw them, like, I, I, I didn't realize it at first because Alistair was still doing his thing and Ricochet still has yeah. his uh, style. But then I looked at it closer. I'm like, oh, they're actually matching. Oh, crap. <laughs> I like um, this and I don't. Spoilers for my middle light is that I didn't pay attention enough to see if they're matching on SmackDown. Well, now I have to go. I'm going to I'm gonna look. While you're talking during SmackDown, I'm going to look that up. As you should. Because yeah, now I'm, I'm curious, too. Because uh, I only <laughs> saw bits and pieces of, of SmackDown. I didn't see them wrestle, so you got me so curious. But anyway, lowlights <laughs> from Monday Night Raw this week. Being the internet when Ronda comes out. Ooh. Yeah, like I discovered at the Rumble earlier this year when Lesnar came out. There's still going to be a large portion of the audience, and this week at Raw, what, Dayton, Ohio, were they at? Yes, yes. Uh, she's a marquee name. No. It's... They were in Pittsburgh, smacked out. Oh, Pittsburgh. That's right. Okay, that's right. Pittsburgh, because of Kurt Angle, yeah. Because of Kurt um, Angle, yeah. Right, duh. Uh, but, but Pittsburgh, there was a, a very, very, very large portion of the crowd that cheered when she came out, even though the internet knows to boo her. <laughs> Yeah, we you know, do. It's, it, there's a reality that, that a lot of fans just can't accept. And I'm not saying that we should be happy about it, but, you know, oh, Lesnar's the worst. Nobody likes Lesnar. But then at the Rumble, a good portion of the people were cheering him. <laughs> and same thing with Ronda. If you hate Ronda, well, realize that she is good for business, no matter what you may think. Yeah. 
You may not have to like her, but she's good for business. Uh, number five, low light, uh, realizing that Braun Strowman is becoming the less credible big show. Ugh. That's awful. He got the tag team spot with the kid last year, and this year looks like he's going to be doing something with the SNL comedians. Oh. This is the guy that four months ago we actually thought had a shot at winning the world title. Or universal, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. The top one on his brand, and now he's sort of kind of feuding with uh, Colin Joust. Uh, Jost, whatever his name is from SNL, funny comedian. Don't get me wrong, but and he's having fun with it. Jost changing his Twitter uh, to mock Braun Strowman. Like they're having fun with it, but this is not what I want Braun Strowman to do at WrestleMania. He's one step away from losing to a boxer a third of his size. Wow. You know, like he's gonna Braun Strowman's gonna be taking on Akibono's son here soon. <laughs> I assume Akibono has a son. I don't know. Oh, he might. Yeah, he might. I don't know. I assume Akibono has a lot of kids. <laughs> Dude was a pimp. Did you see it? Did you see the that ass and that sarong there? Yeah. <laughs> His kid is Cassius Ono. Akibono. <laughs> oh no. Akibono, no. <laughs> oh my god. Um Well that's the thing. It's like they they've they have just crapped all over Braun Strowman's momentum and who knows maybe him and the SNL people will somehow end up being the uh, the highlight of WrestleMania somehow but right now it just looks like he's the forgotten superstar again oh no he's going to win the tag titles with the SNL cast why the hell not or they'll all be in t- uh, included, and he'll somehow help the SNL guys win and screw the revival. <laughs> F the revival. Your weekend update hosts are your new champions. The weekend update hosts have won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't have them host weekend update on SNL or on, on Russell, uh, WrestleMania rather. WrestleNL. I like combining words today. Um, you do, you do. Wrestling uh, If you have them do any sort of segment on WrestleMania and Stefan is not included, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> and it needs to be Stefan giving us all the hottest pro wrestling spots. <laughs> and if there's not, then what? just cancel the damn show. <laughs> um, number four highlight, or low light, excuse me, uh, would be Michael Cole saying that Triple H dominates at WrestleMania. Off the top of my head, Triple H has lost to Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, The Undertaker, John Cena, The Ultimate Warrior, Daniel Bryan, and some guy named Batista. <laughs> he has won. Yes. Don't get me wrong. He beat Sting, and he's he's beaten others. But, yeah, like Jericho. Uh, yeah. But, but he's lost a hell of a lot. So I wouldn't say he's dominant. At WrestleMania, maybe one of the more consistent stars at WrestleMania. Yes. It's like they want to promote how dangerous he is, but they can't call him Mr. WrestleMania because his best friend has that title. <laughs> Which is actually kind of funny, too, because Michael's actually lost a decent amount at WrestleMania, too. But Yeah. It's just that 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 quote bothered me. And that and that's actually what bothers me about this Triple H Batista feud that people are so excited about. And yeah, it's fun. It's a fun feud, yeah. as we mentioned a few moments ago, but what is Batista trying to prove? Just like that. He's like, Oh, triple H will retire as, you know, I'll be the one guy that triple H could never beat. 
I mean, they alluded to that at the Evolution reunion. But yeah. since then, that hasn't really been the key part of the, the storyline. No, not yet. Um, so I also am curious. I mean, we're a month away from Mania. Does Triple H get this win back? Or does Batista retire with uh, you know, being undefeated against Triple H? I don't know. I almost feel like, I mean, obviously you're right. We just have a month here. You could, um, I think Batista has to win. Right? I mean, if it's his last match. Maybe. I, I mean... I mean, Triple H has plenty of other matches, you would assume. Yeah, I like the idea of, of you know, Triple H moving on into the Vince McMahon role, retiring, whatever. Uh, yeah. That he, there was some people that he could never beat. And then, it's not Batista is in the record books for it, but that's always going to be an asterisk on Triple H's career, and that's a fun asterisk, not one of those, oh, except, you know, Triple H is yeah. the greatest of all time, except he couldn't beat Batista. You know, people yeah. aren't going to complain about that. No. And I'm not saying Triple H is the greatest of all time, but I'm just... <laughs> Should that come up, should Triple H continue wrestling for another 20 years, then who knows? Maybe he is in that discussion. (laughs) Dude seems like he's just going to keep going because he gets injured and comes back four months later every time. And he always looks good. Triple H is going to personally want to beat all of Vince McMahon's records. (laughs) So maybe we should get used to that thought. Uh, Number three, and disagree with me all you want, Wrestling Audio Universe, The Shield's Farewell. That was a waste of a segment. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to disagree with you. If you're going to wrap up Fastlane with these guys winning and having this big emotional, oh, last time only. Okay, we're going to have a farewell. Send off on Raw. Okay. It should have been more <laughs> okay. than that. It should have been more. It should have been longer. There should have no, been a retrospective. Yeah. There's no sure. storytelling. There was no mm-hmm. sharing a story. There was just like... All right, we had a good run. Dean, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. You don't even know. And Seth, you got bigger things. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Like, that that, that was it? That <laughs> that was a, underwhelming for a promoted goodbye. Yeah. At least let, let us wait an hour before disappointing us, not right away. It's like, oh, we're uh, going to kick off the show with you guys. Um, if you could wrap this up quickly, we got Paul Heyman to get to. You know, for, for, for WWE that loves the hyperbole of saying that they are the greatest faction in WWE yeah. history, you know, r- there was no Ric Flair crying his eyes out in that segment. No, no, there was not. Like every other faction, like even the oddities, I think got a better send off than that. <laughs> right to censor had a fantastic send off. <laughs> all right. So that may be a bit exaggerated too, but they're all like, okay, cool. See you later. We'll see you around. I'll see, I'll see you guys in the back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it's, or at least have somebody interrupt, like a Drew McIntyre interrupt, and that leads a little bit more. I don't know. Just yeah, it was weird. Uh, number two, low like Kurt Angle announcing his farewell match. It's sad. It's sad. Oh no! What you're saying is, I'm finally right. Oh, uh, from 2006 when he should have retired. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. I've been waiting 13 years for this. Oh, nailed it. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, what do you... I just, you know, it's... I wish he could have had more of a farewell tour. 
like planned this out further. Like they kept him off of TV for a couple months with the yeah, whole that. Baron Corbin storyline and whatnot, where they could have started something back then. You know, but six wonder... months of notice and not four or five weeks of notice. Yeah, but I wonder if this is just if it's health related. If it's just he can't go at the pace that he was going at and or would like to go at so he kind of has to do this so maybe it wasn't like uh oh yeah this is good i'm gonna do this now i don't know um, there there have been rumors and speculation for a while uh, yeah. that that this was coming and, and who knows maybe there is something urgent that came up that that we're not aware of that may come out after the fact but yeah. you know i'm retiring here soon hey apollo cruz let's wrestle <laughs> for three minutes. I'm like, yeah. if we're going to do that, can't we just promote that? Hey, you know, let's only have Kurt Angle wrestle on these pay-per-views leading up to WrestleMania yeah. with whoever his opponent is. Like I, I am, this is going to sound wrong. I'm hoping you're right that there is something that caused this lack of planning. Yeah. Obviously I want him to be okay. I don't want any urgent medical emergencies here, yeah. but um, I know that. I mean, that's not what I was really. I was just more alluding to him coming to the realization that either, you know what, my body isn't as good as it once was. I can't sustain these matches over and over again. That match he had with Drew McIntyre was brutal. Like he put Drew over big. Yeah. And. No, I agree. Hasn't wrestled often since then. So. And and that's the thing though, is like yeah. it to me it should feel more special when he does and not a random throwaway match. A, a friend or not in Apollo Cruz, you know, maybe they should have said, Hey, Kurt Angle's got a pretty big announcement coming up on Raw at least. Yeah. Now, yeah. who do you feel should be his final match at WrestleMania? If it's anybody other than Cena, I'll be surprised. Uh I you know, with with Cena making it to the main roster thanks to Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle really helped put Cena over in that first match, even though Angle won. I could yeah. see Cena, you know, he may win even and probably beat Kurt Angle as he should at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a good little circle of life. And Cena inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, like, there's a lot of sensibility behind that. There really is. Would I like to see a, a first-time match? Or, or something that we'd never have a chance to see again, absolutely. But it's just not in the cards. I'd much rather see Kofi and Daniel Bryan than Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan for storyline reasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to see Angle and Daniel Bryan lock up uh, in a WWE ring and have some fun with that. But, again, this is where I'm coming in with the whole, if we could have planned this out, if we knew this was coming, we could have done a few more dream matchups before the opportunity's gone. And I do wonder maybe if this is not as final as, you know, as maybe he's saying right now, maybe, you know, a a year from now, after, you know, resting and and just working out, he's he's good to go for another match or two. So who knows? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm like, is this a Ric Flair farewell match in WWE where it's a little less his choice? And more WWE moving on, trying to make a big deal out of it. Yes. And then, like, the next week in the Impact Zone, Kurt Angle shows up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Or if he's legitimately done, which if that's the case, great career. You know, rest. You deserve to to rest and relax. But I think that's what we thought from the Hall of Fame uh, induction a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that this is it. Okay, if he shows up, yeah. this is a one and done. But then he ended up wrestling more, but not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I mean, dude has younger kids than I do. So, yeah, go home. Be with them. Yeah, Kurt Angle, you and Aki Bono have families to raise. Yeah, you do. Hey, uh, hornballs. Number one low light from Raw. That was only number two. Um, number one low light would be uh, Finn Balor's IC title reign. I've had sneezing oh. fits that lasted longer. Yeah. And that actually kind of ties in with one of my low lights later on. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this. I mean, I don't mind Lashley holding that, that title. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and Leo Rush being on the same page again to me is a good thing. But uh, just... I don't know. It's like, oh, AEW, this, you know, Finn Balor's going to win this title to show you we care about these guys. We're not going to do anything with it. And he's going to lose <laughs> it. Still really have no direction going into WrestleMania. But hey, we gave it to, to you for a few weeks. <laughs> there you go. Please stick around. Yeah, it's Please just, don't I don't go know. There, there's, there's a lot of things. I, I feel bad for Finn, who finally had a chance to be a champion and could have done something. Yeah. Um, but. You know, back to Lashley, who's the chosen one, where, you know, EC3's in the back. Like, what does he have that I don't? <laughs> We're the same skin Leo color. Leo Rush. He has Leo Rush. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's two and a half lightning bolts out of six. It, it was not the best build to WrestleMania show. Like, it built maybe one match, <laughs> maybe two tops, <laughs> and that's it. Everything else was just... Yeah, let's just put some stuff out there, see what sticks. Like we we hardly even covered like the Alexa Bliss stuff, uh, the oh, rest yeah. of the tag division. The list goes oh. on. Beth Phoenix. I mean, there's so yeah. much to cover, but none of it feels important. <laughs> You're right. Like, I, I, at least I feel like this way on your show. They have potential to build so many matches that WrestleMania is going to be nine hours long. No, like, it will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was like Nia Jackson Tamina versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix, and all on the pre-show. Yeah, it's all on the pre-show, and then they're going to be interrupted by No Way Jose. And it starts the day before. That's what you do. Screw having all these multi-person matches. If you want to get somebody in the WrestleMania card, just have them dance with No Way Jose. That's it. <laughs> Why are the good brothers in the conga line? Because <laughs> they want the paycheck. They're just too sweet in the crowd, right? Because <laughs> the there are a couple of nerds here. <laughs> All right, let's move on to your show, your SmackDown recap. Talking the good and the bad of the blue brand. No, we don't have a world title, so we're going to call a universal title, <laughs> a galaxy title. These guys are going to be the Milky Way tag team champions. <laughs> it's your SmackDown recap. Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the two-hour program. Building quite a bit towards WrestleMania. A little promo heavy, which you, I mean, you kind of expect from this kind of show setting up something like WrestleMania. Highlight number four and a half, the Iconics making it on TV. What? I know. They got, they're, they're still looking for Sasha and Bailey. They can't <laughs> find them, but this time they can't find them on TV. Yeah, it's step in the right direction. Instead of WWE.com. So, 
At least they're doing something. I mean, <laughs> they're doing what they can to to keep or stay on TV. Uh, you yeah. know, where other stars will complain about not getting that time. The Iconics at least having fun, uh, you know, doing uh, on their socials or dot com. Said, hey, we're, we're, we're Sasha and Bailey and made TV for it. So good for them. <laughs> That's uh, highlight number four. The Usos promo going towards the Hardys starts out mentioning how proud they are of the New Day. But then it goes really starting egging the Hardys on. Which Usos against Hardys for the title at WrestleMania could be pretty awesome. <coughs> and oh, really, yeah. the Usos just get better and better with their promos. Which I think which is saying something because who would have thought that just a couple years ago when they were just this, you know, they were they were the yeah. Samoan tag team and they were talented, but character wise we had nothing and like they had this hiding in them the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they flipped a switch, became gangster, and then I mean the whole. When the whole crowd starts going, ooh, so penitentiary, and you're like, ooh, that caught on. Okay. Well, yeah, I think Usos versus Hardys could be great. Yeah, I agree with you on that one completely. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, you... oh, um, Alistair Black and Ricochet both had black and white attire on SmackDown. Son of a... Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, highlight number three, in a match I never thought I would want... They're building towards it. Battle of the two guys that are kind of part-time, Randy Orton and AJ Styles. I did enjoy the hell out of that promo. Those Randy are the two Orton, people that make that work. They are, yeah, for sure. Like, Randy Orton talking about basically it's, you know, how is this your house to build? Like, I built this house 10 years ago. and You were in I, Florida getting a tan yeah. hanging out with Dixie Carter. Yes, Um so many good lines in it where it's like, oh, you, I didn't need help. I did all this by myself. And it's like evolution, legacy, rated RKO. Seems like all you had was help until yeah. you turned on each one of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Randy Orton has been Mr. Corporate WWE Machine since, what, 2004, yeah. 2005? So oh, yeah. he's... That's his run. That's his run. Uh, and, and AJ, as we know, you know, built a career conquering every other promotion he was ever in and putting their names on the map. And and so this this is going to be a, a good, fun feud, and I can't believe I'm saying that with Randy yeah. Orton attached. I know. I just and hope AJ Styles... I just hope Wendy's line, okay. We know Randy Orton likes to is. burn things, you know, set things on fire. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. AJ, go check your family. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't want to piss off Samoa Joe either. No, no. Samoa Joe's in the house like, what did I do? I'm just hanging out with Wendy. <laughs> oh, Wendy, there's Wendy. a fire. <laughs> Wendy, stop, drop, and roll, Wendy. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> it really would. Uh, but no, I love the line AJ to Randy. He's like, for someone who doesn't pay attention to indie wrestling, you sure do know a lot about my career. I like the Which borrowing stuff. You oh, know, yeah. uh, you know the the rip off diamond cutter and Randy Orton's like, yeah, you've never <laughs> ripped anything off. And he does the two sweet logo. Yeah, yeah. Like your whole little crew just took this. Like, eh, yeah. Uh, I wonder. So, wonder if people are trying to put pieces together because he had that promo, and then you also had Vince McMahon in the night talking about Kofi Kingston teaming up with those two young bucks. Yes. Yes. What he what said is, that and I was like. Hmm. What is WWE doing? Oh, Vince McMahon is going to AEW. 
God, I hope so. You found it's a big swerve. It, yeah. You know, double or nothing. That'd be great. Yeah, it would be great. Like this whole time they've been working together, but just trolling us fans. Oh, that'd be uh, great. It'd be wonderful. It would be good. Uh, highlight number two goes to this whole thing with the new day and Kofi Kingston. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. The the new day coming down and obviously him getting screwed at fast lane, whether or not, I mean, I, I think personally that it builds sympathy and you know, it's like, well, you know, McMahon never said that's the title shot you were getting. Like it's very, you know, absolute. That's what he said. And, and we're thinking of the Kofi aspect, but Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon are both heel now. Yes. While Triple H is a mega face on the other show, and mm-hmm. Stephanie has been trying to do the right thing more often on TV. So they're they're building a couple different feuds moving forward in this situation. So like you, I see the positives in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's so weird that the four of them were in the ring together like a month ago. Like, mm-hmm. Listening to the fans and now, yeah, we're listening now we to the suck fans. again. Yeah, yep. I mean, we listen to you enough. Yeah, well, to be honest, we've always sucked. So we never really stopped (laughs) sucking, but, you know. (laughs) The ratings didn't go up, so we're still, you know. (laughs) There you go. We're not in charge anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I loved him, them coming down and clearing the ring against Tag Division, coming back out with Vince, uh, Big E trying to get into uh, Vince's face, and Kofi kind of backing him off. And then he... I love this the most, I think, because it is so much truth. Where, you know, they are on the road all the time. You do miss stuff like trick-or-treating with your kids. But you never hear that, you know, Kofi or any of the New Day, for that matter, complain. He's taken gimmick after gimmick after whatever and made the best out of it. Accent after accent, yeah. Exactly. The New Day, they made a fantastic gimmick out of what should have been terrible. I, uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think it also should be, uh, pointed out and maybe, maybe this is in your notes somewhere, maybe not, but continually Kofi just goes with the punches character wise, mm-hmm. but it's Big E and Xavier that are getting him into these situations. They're the ones that are <laughs> verbally making this push. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we're leading to something and I'm not saying a heel turn. I'm just it should be pointed out that Kofi's just one of those guys like whatever, you know, it's like he expects it yeah. when Vince screws him over, he expects it. Yeah. And it's the other it's, guys that are, are fighting for him. So it could lead to some, some fun down the line. Yeah. I mean, he's been here long enough. He should just, you know, expect to get screwed over, but you know, Kofi being far from a B plus player, like, uh, Daniel Bryan said, Kofi's promo, the one part about going, I've never complained that you've never given someone like me the chance to fight for a title. And I immediately went, does, does he mean African-American? I'm pretty sure that's what he means. <laughs> um, well, what is he I, implying? I Am I racist for I, thinking he's implying that? Yeah, yeah. Is he actually talking like cruiserweight? And, and he mean or am I... Am I a terrible person for immediately going to race here? <laughs> um, even though I, I really think that's what he's going with. And, but now he has to face this huge gauntlet next week with Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, The Bar. And I'm missing somebody. Rusev, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, but there's this. Oh, and uh, Rowan. Yes. So yeah. it's this huge, huge thing there with with the gauntlet and Kofi Kingston. So who the hell really knows what's going to happen? Because while some of these WrestleMania matches, I think, are I can almost guess winners right now. I still can't even with 100 percent certainty tell you that Kofi Kingston's going to make it into a match at WrestleMania or a title match at WrestleMania. I really don't know right now. I mean, we are expecting such. Uh, and, and that's and that's great. I mean, I like that it's not confirmed. Where yeah. it's WrestleMania season, people are impatient. People people want to know Kofi's getting that title shot against Daniel Bryan. They, they want want to get there, but then these same fans are going to be bitching and moaning that WWE doesn't know how to fill the four or five weeks of storylines of shows leading up to it. Yeah. Uh, this is this is great for Kofi Kingston development because he came out of nowhere to won this spot. He re-won our hearts, but now it's time to justify why he's got that spot, and they have a month to do so, and I think they are doing so. I, I do too. I'm. They are saying, you know, okay, so in this gauntlet match, what happens if the New Day interferes? Like... Can he can he beat these heels without the new day? Can he? I mean, there's definitely like a lot of things that can happen in this storyline. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment when I'll go on the record say when Kofi loses his gauntlet match. I think it's going to be just like the last gauntlet match he was in, where he gets all the way to the end and loses against the final opponent. Yeah, and or and he'll probably cheat really. Right, yeah, the heel will cheat to get that yes. victory. And, oh, everybody will be disappointed. Uh, Vince McMahon is screwing over Kofi in real life. You know, people are going to... This is exactly what they want us to do. They want us to react, and they want us to feel bad for Kofi. And I, I just, the rage, the rage from wrestling fans recently has been outstanding. And you just let this play out with Kofi. He will get that title shot. Now, is it going to yeah. be next week on SmackDown? I don't think so. If yeah. it does, cool. But just let it play out. No, I agree with you. Uh, number one highlight. Uh, you had mentioned it before, but it is the interaction in the promo between Becky and Charlotte. <clears throat> uh, some great, great lines through this whole promo. Becky comes out, you know, um, talks about being hurt, suspended, what have you. She's back on her own two feet, getting ready for the main event of WrestleMania 35. Um it's the match that she chose. Charlotte got put there, but Becky er, Becky earned her spot once but twice, winning the Royal Rumble, and then, quote, playing Rousey like a fiddle. My, one of my favorite quotes is, you know how hard it is to play mind games with a woman who has no brain? <laughs> that is and a good you, line. You, you watch Ronda, uh, Ronda Rousey promo, you see her on Twitter, you kind of go... Yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> although, although in all fairness, Becky Lynch, her plan was a little too convoluted. <laughs> but well, but yeah, I see what like, she's trying to say. It's like Wiley e. Coyote convoluted. Like, right. It worked. It might work, but it took you a long time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. She's one step away from monologuing like an evil villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she would just rub her fingers together, like, whoa. <laughs> if Becky had henchmen, yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Where's Dana Brooke when you really need her? Uh, getting her ass beat. <laughs> Say no one really needs Dana Brooke. It's fine. Uh, so obviously uh, Charlotte comes out. Charlotte had a great line about, you know, uh, Becky's been hot for six months. She's been hot for four years. 
that's a little selective memory, but I like it, and it totally goes to the purpose. But the fact that Becky called Charlotte a plastic face dope made me laugh so hard because last week on SmackDown, Charlotte was cutting a promo, and I was like, I think her Botox is too tight. Like, I don't know what's on with her face, but her face looks wrong. And then for her to say that this week made me go, ah, I think someone else noticed her face was wrong, too. Yeah, she she's acknowledged the enhancements in the past that plastic yeah uh, sure. but yeah I follow I follow Charlotte on a couple socials uh Instagram being the one that I typically notice like the new pictures you know I think to myself I'm like you know Charlotte she's she's naturally beautiful and then I've yeah. seen the, the the recent pictures I'm like what what's going on and it's like yeah. too much work and, and that mm-hmm. I'm not faulting her for it because it's it's prevalent in in all of stardom and celebrity yeah. status especially in the female world where it's like you you have to keep competing to be able to stay on top a woman's lifespan in stardom is shorter than a man's it's true and in the women's revolution you know with this going on she realizes she's on top and i don't even think she's necessarily worried about the competition and the females but i think just now that wwe is going to get bored of this evolution and uh you know, forget about them. So she's doing what she can to stay relevant. And, you know, maybe that just means a, a procedure one too many. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But I thought. I mean, part of me is glad that I'm not crazy because I thought something was up no. and I'm confirmed. Yeah. And it's so, I, I really don't want to sound harsh. I'm not I'm not shaming her yeah. by any means. It's just no, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's it's a pressure we yeah. don't understand. You know, I, I no. you, you and I are both in the entertainment field in different aspects, but we're both dudes, uh, and we yeah. don't have that pressure on us that a female does to understand why. And who knows? Maybe it, it has nothing to do with that. Maybe she just wanted change. Maybe she just wasn't happy yep. with her nose or cheeks or whatever. But uh, and if that is the case, hey, more power to her. She's uh, doing what she can to to make herself happy. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as one of those, like, we don't understand why you need to do so much, but we're not in her shoes. No, no, not at all. Uh, Lowlights from this week's SmackDown. Lowlight four and a half. What the hell was Rey Mysterio wearing? (laughs) It was like, I I thought he was going to sleep with Grandpa in Willy Uh Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, there was, I saw, like, I, I don't know if I came back in the room. I just wasn't paying attention when he came out. I don't quite remember how it happened, but I looked up and went, why is Rey Mysterio naked? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just a very similar all tan bodysuit. Why is a dude known for bright colors wearing this attire? This doesn't make any sense. Rey's never been afraid of a different outfit. I give him credit for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, But if we're going to question Charlotte Flair for changes, we need to question Rey Mysterio, too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) He's a guy that needs more work done. If he can wear outfits (laughs) like that, he needs more work. Yep. Uh, Lola number four, the the continual drifting apart of Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. I I don't, it's not necessary. I mean, there's plenty of women in the division. I don't think you need to separate these two. Like, they have a good chemistry. Like, they should stick together. So I don't know why... I mean, obviously, I think they see Mandy Rose as a star. Sure, sure. But 
this still. this is I go back to when they were teasing the breakup between Rusev and uh, um, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, English. Thank you. I kept thinking Antonio English, and I'm like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> damn you, Cesaro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Aiden English and Rusev or Rusev Day. I kept saying, okay, well maybe this is just filling time. Maybe this is just giving them something to do. You don't have to break up all because you're bickering. You know, friends fight. That happens. Yeah. As long as they get back on the same page, it's good. Well. WWE broke them up. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping this is the case again. I'm not as confident that this just <laughs> Mandy and Sonya have a bright future, but WWE's not doing anything with them. They're not in that tag run right now either. They're not in the singles run, really. I mean, Mandy went for the gold, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping this is just storyline to get them on TV, give them something to do, and they're going to be back on the same page sooner than later, but. WWE doesn't have a good track record of that, so I'm I'm not as confident as I was when talking about Rusev Day. No, no, I'm not either. Uh, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Sad. Low light number three, and this honestly could have been higher because of how good the guy is at selling other moves. There are a few guys better than Cesaro, really, when it comes to selling uh an injury or a move but my god the twist of fate from jeff hardy was one of the worst selling jobs i've ever seen (laughs) to the point that i wish we were wrestling video.com so that i could show everyone how bad this was all right and let's go to the telestrator now we pause and like point let it happen that's what we'd be doing right now like he took the move and then instead of like flopping or falling, he literally like sat, looked at Jeff, and then like rolled onto his back. Like, okay, pin me. I'm like, what is that? There was no smoothness about any of that. Like, it was bad. And you would expect better from those two. Yes. I mean, Jeff did his part. Yeah. From and, what I could tell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he did the swanton. He's, he's the one taking yes. the majority of the risk there, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Cesaro's usually just so smooth. Uh, Aiden Cesaro's usually so good. <laughs> uh, that's like brain fart. Did yeah. he not care? Uh, was it just like the whole sequence was off, mistimed, and that was his way of trying to salvage it? I mean, we may not know, but yeah, it, it was odd because it's just not the star. Like you said, it's just not the guy you expect. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> Maybe just he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> he was like, got that AEW money. <laughs> and that t-shirt company wants me. <laughs> I'm going to go back to being Claudio Casanoli. Yeah. Yeah. A guy with two names now. <laughs> I love my two <laughs> names. Maybe I'll, go, I'll shoot for three. <laughs> he adds Cesaro in there. Claudio Cesaro Castellano. I was thinking, oh, that does sound, it does ring well. I, I was thinking like Claudio Tony Castanola, yeah. <laughs> he can't be Antonio, only, but he could be Tony. Yeah, that's only if his character is a mob boss of some kind. Perfect. I like it. Uh, Lola number two uh, was kind of already talked about in one of my highlights, but the offer for Vince McMahon to Kofi Kingston seems so insurmountable. Like, I don't. And. and I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but I just do not understand how Kofi's going to win this. Because don't get me wrong, I like Kofi. Kofi, I think, is a good wrestler. I think he's 
and probably better than good. I don't see how you beat Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, The Bar, um, Rowan, totally beatable. But some of these other guys, especially in a row, this is not going to go well. And I don't know that it's going to be the story that people are going to want to watch. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's... Again, the way the fandom is right now, everybody's just assuming Kofi's going to win this. Yeah. To me, like you said, it, that seems impossible with the star to power against him. That seems impossible for almost any superstar. Exactly. Yes. And that's not a shot of Kofi. That's just insurmountable odds. And maybe that's supposed to be the case. And we, Kofi can do anything. Kofi can make history. But if he doesn't, then I really yeah. do hope that there's a backup plan. Or if he does win... It's not that I don't want him to win cleanly against these stars, but yeah. it's going to take some of these other guys down a peg or two. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm very curious on this one. Um, you have anything else with Kofi on your list? Uh, I do not. Okay, then I just want to ask a question real quick. Do you think Kofi Kingston is going to be our first Black WWE World Champion? I don't. I don't know. Um, I. I hope so. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, it, and it makes you realize, oh, this hasn't happened before. I mean, there have been know, world champions like Booker T, for instance, yes. has been world champion. But WWE, that belt has never been held by a black superstar. Wow. Uh, so, like, they have a chance to, to make yeah. women headlining the show. Kofi Kingston could become the first black WWE world champion. Like they really could make some history at this event. Oh, they absolutely. Could. If they choose to, if they choose to, yes, but we're probably going to get Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre in the main event. <laughs> oh God, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan will just beat Kofi Kingston. Kofi won't even get offense in. No, no. And it'll be on the pre-show. Yeah, it'll be at the kickoff, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, they they can screw this up, but uh, next Tuesday is going to be very telling to see how SmackDown mm-hmm. handles all this. Yeah, absolutely. Do you paint yourself in a corner? Like, with Kofi's mention of you've never let a guy like me compete for this, uh, you saying now, you know, could he be the first African-American champion? Do you paint yourself in a corner now if you don't do it? Do people cry foul? Not because, oh, this isn't the storyline, but, oh, you had the chance to do this and you didn't. I don't know if it paints themselves into the corner only because, if that is the case, they painted themselves into that corner years ago. Yeah. Like, this isn't making it worse. You know, like, already, like, WWE Championships have been around for decades and a black superstar has never held it. That's That's not something that Kofi is going to be attached to. No, no, yeah. That's my, Kofi that's can true. break that. He could be yeah. attached to the breaking of that. But he's not going to be like, oh, WWE blew it. They finally had a chance. No, they've had many, dozens, hundreds of chances in the past. They just haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it paints them in the corner. WWE can always say we're scripted. Uh, it's not about race or background. It's about what's best for business. You know, whatever they yeah, want to yeah. say, their corporate line. Uh, but I do think WWE should, you know, th- this is a good opportunity for them to break that stigma. No, absolutely. Uh, number one low light for SmackDown Live. 
and this kind of goes back to your, your Finn Balor thing, um, getting into WrestleMania season and being so unsure of what guys like Samoa Joe, who's the United States champion, um, now Bobby Lashley, formerly Finn Balor, what they're going to be doing, what's the bar doing. There's so many superstars, I feel like, while they're doing a decent job about painting certain matches, there's still so many that are wide open that I don't quite know. Like, I don't see a, a direction for. I like that we don't have it all painted. With that said, there is too many colors of paint to, for, for one canvas. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been my problem that I, I bitch and moan about every single year at WrestleMania season here when we're on the road. I, I always I, I complain that the road to WrestleMania is being driven by a clown car. <laughs> Because we're trying to put everybody in where, you know, when we were growing up and watching WrestleMania, the best of the best made it or the best yep. feuds. Maybe it wasn't necessarily the best wrestlers, but the best feuds went in, the best storylines, hypothetically, the, the yeah. best storylines went in there. I'm not talking like Booker T and Edge feuding over a shampoo commercial. But <laughs> not everybody got on. You know, not yeah. every sing- not every year was there a ladder match for a title or a briefcase or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you weren't on the card, it sucked, but, you know, maybe it's a reflection of you. There, What what went wrong? Yeah. Where was the disconnect? Was it creative's fault? Or did you just not resonate with the crowd? Or like, there was a reason you couldn't make it. Not everybody can make it. Not everybody can make the Super Bowl. Not <laughs> every actor can be in the Marvel Universe. What? I know. Crazy. Uh, it's it's one of those things that Russ, I, I don't know, like, this is the one time they look out for their staff, for their yeah. team when they don't need to. Yeah. And <laughs> now that there's no bonus for being on a pay-per-view, because everything's a live event or everything's on the network, I don't think it matters. Like, yeah, we're going to put you on it. Okay, great. Like, I mean, it, it sucks for those, like, you can't push everyone, so... Mm-hmm. You know, we love Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, and we love a lot of these guys. Uh, but not everybody needs that one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Bring back the Andre the Giant. Put that on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Put that with your leftover talent. Yeah. And whoever wins that, put a serious effort into giving him or her, if they want to do the Mae Young, whatever, they again. Yeah, yeah. Um, give them a serious push. Not like the last couple times where... You know, Cesaro wins, no big deal. Uh, Baron Corbin wins, no big deal. Mojo Raleigh wins. Most people forget that. <laughs> you Matt know, like, won the last one. It sucks that that a Finn Balor would be in this battle royal, but it makes more sense than doing ten guys climbing ladders for a belt that, let's be honest, most of them probably don't even care about. <laughs> you know, but yeah. if you have two guys with a very heated feud going at it, I'd much rather see that. Yeah. You know, and maybe Finn Balor can get a chip on his shoulder. Samoa Joe can get a chip on his shoulder. And then the next year's WrestleMania, they're at a much better spot because, you know, they, they worked their ass off to earn that spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, can you imagine uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels? Uh, if that was booked in this day of age, it wouldn't have been an instant ladder classic that these guys are innovative. No, it would have been those guys and King Mabel would have been a part of that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Jake the Snake or whoever. Yeah, Doink yeah. the Clown would have been in that match. <laughs> Doink the Clown was in it. Yeah. 
you know, that's that's how they book now. We wouldn't have gotten that one-on-one classic because we have to include, we have to get Doink the Clown on this card. <laughs> Titus O'Neil needs something to do. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks for the people that don't make it, but it's reality. You're also a pro in a scripted storyline. Yep. You're still getting paid. You're still on TV. It's like, you know, the new Avengers is out. Not everybody's the lead. Yeah, sometimes, you know, Hawkeye wasn't even in Infinity War. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if Jeremy Renner threatened to walk out. And then, you know, Hollywood's like, oh, Kevin Feige's like, oh, no, we got to get everybody in Infinity War. Everybody. Everybody. That's why the Red Skull came back. Yeah, right. It's scripted. (laughs) These wrestlers know this. Yeah. It's it's just that that bothers me. So I'm glad that's on your low blood list. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Overall, SmackDown Live, I give it uh, three out of six. Like it was good, but it was very promo heavy for my taste. So I I want to get more wrestling, and there were some good matches in the tag. There's a lot of tag team wrestling going on, but ah, uh, but I want I want more. Like, which is sad. Going into WrestleMania, it's going to be less and more selling the pay per view, selling the yeah. event. It's a, it's the season. Yeah, if you're if you're going to a live event anywhere in the next few weeks, you're you're not seeing a lot of wrestling. Maybe afterwards, after the show, maybe. Yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. going to SmackDown, stick around for two hundred five live. <laughs> you'll see some good wrestling there. You won't know who half the people are, but you'll see some no, good wrestling. No. They don't talk at all. So. Yeah. Um... Like Buddy Murphy's on vacation. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. The WrestleMania card already is looking pretty solid uh, with the matches they have confirmed. Batista, Triple H, uh, Seth and Brock, uh, the women's triple threat. That right there is already a good lineup. And then you see the rumored. I mean, we got Shane and uh, Miz going at it, yeah. uh, which you didn't even cover on your list, I don't believe. I did not. No, not really. Yeah. So, again, that almost is too many directions being thrown at us right now on both shows. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. When there's a lot of this stuff where, you know, we have to have a host every year just because it gets people on the show mm-hmm. that creative has nothing for. Exactly. Yeah. I'd much rather let Alexa jump lines and take on Asuka. You know, everybody else right. is jumping brands. What's what's one more? Exactly. Because Asuka has to face somebody. And yeah. I'd much rather it not be Mandy Rose at WrestleMania. And the hosts don't even do anything, which is why also I guess this bothers me, is that the New Day, at least they had a few segments when they were hosts, but otherwise yeah. most hosts, like Hulk Hogan hosted Crown Jewel. He kicked off the show and that was it. You never saw him again yeah, for the true. rest of the four-hour pay-per-view. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, the hosts don't even do anything. It's a title. That means nothing. <laughs> You know, if Alexa Bliss misses the show, hey, let her be bitter. In a, you know, show them on TV. Show her in the back being mm-hmm. bitter, scouting talent, or let her let you know let her be in a skybox somewhere where she's all cranky that she's not on the show. Not a host where she's like, "Hey, welcome to WrestleMania. This show's gonna be the greatest ever." Hey, here's Flo Rida. Here's Flo Rida. Hey, Flo Rida and Kid Rock working together. All right. Oh God. 
Yeah, I don't know. It just it bothers me. I'm excited for WrestleMania though. It's it'll be a good one. Uh, being able to meet a lot of the fans at Wizard World and and you know, WrestleMania weekend uh, mm-hmm. will be good at WrestlingAudio.com, of course. On all the socials, we're also on uh, Google Play, so you can download us there. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Apple Music. And if you want to support us, we would love it. Patreon.com/slash/WrestlingAudio. Attend a live podcast recording and win an autograph. Wrestling Audio is coming to a Comic-Con near you. Bada boom! Realest guys in a room! How you doing? Got that little smug look on your face. You think you're cool because your hair's perfect and you got the nice little tie? Get the details by liking us at facebook.com backslash wrestling audio. The bottom line is this. This is my show. This is my year.